Hey, what's up? So, Avalanche. Let's talk about it. What's, what's an avalanche? The snow comes down real fast, fierce, gains momentum. But I'm not talking about the natural disaster. Or if it's not really a disaster, I guess, if no one's around. But anyways, avalanche, what is it? You've heard about it. Now you're going to hear some more. It's an open source platform for launching decentralized finance applications, right? DeFi. That's what you want. Developers who build on Avalanche can easily create powerful, reliable, secure applications and custom blockchain networks with complex rule sets or build an existing private or public subnet, right? I think what you should do right now is stop what you're doing, even if it's listening to this podcast. Stop. Pull over. Go to the gas station if you need to. Go to a subway. There's a subway like everywhere. There's always a subway. All right. Right, there's always a Kroger. Just stop in a parking lot somewhere. Go to avalabs.org to learn more. All right, stop. Go to avalabs. That's A-V-A-Labs, L-A-B-S, dot org. Now entering the Bitcoin Podcast Network. Welcome to Hashing It Out, a podcast where we talk to the tech innovators behind blockchain infrastructure and decentralized networks. We dive into the weeds to get at why and how people build this technology and the problems they face along the way. Come listen and learn from the best in the business so you can join their ranks. Welcome back to Hashing It Out, everybody. I'm your co-host for today, John Marlin, with also co-host Jay Harrell. Say hi, everybody, Jay. Hi, everyone. It's a lovely morning. Uh, and we have with us today, Sarah Friend from uh, the Circles UBI project. Um, say hi, everybody, Sarah. <laughs> hi, everybody. Thanks for having uh, me on. Yeah, so good to have you here. Um, so why don't we start with the, the standard bio question how'd you get into bit crypto and what are you doing here yeah for sure so i'm here to talk to you today because i am one of two developers uh yes only two somehow a project called circles ubi that launched on october 16th and um too much more attention than we expected um happily but also with a fair bit of suffering on our parts um, yeah, I got into crypto in 2016. I used to work with John actually in, in transparency at Consensus uh, for a couple years. It's true. Yeah. We did a talk together. Uh, we did, and times. I. We did, and it was it was a really good talk, I think. Or like I learned a ton putting it together. Like I'll never forget what happened to RipMD. <laughs> yeah, um, maybe we'll link. To, maybe we'll link to this to the like one of the recordings or the the slides and the show notes. Um, so yeah, why don't you tell us what Circles UBI is? Yeah, for sure. Um, so Circles is a alternative version of what a universal basic income could look like. Um, so normally when people say universal basic income, they mean the state redistributing fiat money um, but circles is more like an alternative currency, so it has more in common with uh, historical alternative currencies like the Brixton pound or Ithaca dollars. Um, but it is an alternative currency that contains wealth redistribution inside its mechanisms, or maybe a better way to put that is it de-incentivizes hoarding. Um, so yeah, it's a uh, it's a community community currency project that is built on uh, right now the XDAI blockchain. So, I think we should probably get into the XDAI blockchain at some point too. But maybe you can just say so. It's a community currency. How does it how does it work? Um, yeah. Uh, uh, well. <laughs> Uh, I've explained circles so many times in the last two weeks that I'm just like, what comes next? You know, my brain is scrambling around. Um, 
but it is so everyone who signs up for circles uh, actually gets their own token, um, which is a standard ERC20 token, as y'all are probably familiar with. Um, and they're also entered into a trust graph of all of the other circles users. So wait, um, when, you, when you say their own token, it's like a personal token, right? It is. Yeah. Okay. It's their own token contract. It's um, can it, it stays contained and attached to their identity, uh, even as it flows through the system. Um, so yeah, the, the sort of personal tokens have been a bit of a like fad or meme lately, like circles is a network of personal tokens. Um, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And are then these, oh, sorry. Are these network tokens in the in this trust network then interoperable? Yep, exactly. Um, when, when you're in a trust network, when, well, you are embedded in a trust network, but when you trust someone, what you're like really doing materially is committing to exchange their token, the person you're trusting uh, at a one-to-one -one rate with your own token. Um, and this is kind of how we do the civil defense for circles. Um, it's easy to make an account, but the idea or argument is that it's much harder to get actual other people who have real things to exchange to trust your account. Um, so that's what, so this commitment is um, uh, signifying that you're an individual, I believe. So for example, like if, uh, if I have a friend, Alice, and I trust Alice, I will accept her token. But if she creates another account, I will probably not be willing to trust that account and presumably also less willing to trust her original account. I would, I would, I would suggest untrusting Alice in that situation because yeah. <laughs> it means that Alice is collecting two, two basic incomes. Um, the argument is um, that it's actually quite difficult to maintain sort of parallel identities over any duration of time. Um, and there is research about the, the threshold at which it's like almost impossible to maintain, though I can't cite it. Um, so yeah, this is a, it, it kind of like, it's a bit like an immune system, you might imagine of like these fake accounts, we, we find them out and then we start sort of walling them off and they end up being their own little pocket of the network that's all fake accounts. Um, and, and by the way, there is already one, it's kind of funny, like, People have definitely written bots against circles. They've done it within the first like week and a half. Um, and yeah, spam pools, spam pools of accounts. So it's like a little, I mean, like if you picture, cause it's a graph essentially, right? So there's almost like a fork of, or, or not even a fork, I guess it's an isolated graph, but as long as I'm not trusting it, that's not a problem for me in using circles. Yeah, so exactly. It's a form of reputation. Um, networks in a way then so if you're operating say multiple accounts whether maliciously or not um ultimately the one that you're most public with your public um trust graph i guess which is um really between people to people is incorporated into that that one profile yeah yeah okay so, um, so what, the, what is, the trust what graph we... is all on chain and it is all public. Okay. So, so right. That's a good point. Um, so you are, I mean, with any typical blockchain, like all of this is publicly visible, including your relationships and who you trust. Yeah, exactly. If you don't trust your friends back, not only do they know, but the world knows. Um, mm -hmm. But I think this is something that block, like people in the blockchain community are very familiar with, that their transactions are visible on the blockchain, though maybe um, it's not as understood as, as clearly as it could be uh, in all quarters, but it's definitely something that is unfamiliar when you're talking with non-crypto native folks. Um, so I like to try to make it clear. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so what under what circumstances or, or what are the factors that someone should take into account when deciding whether or not to trust someone? Um, there've been a lot of people posting their links on Twitter, pinging people directly saying, Hey, can you trust me? Um, what do you need to 
to to consider and what are the implications of of extending your trust to someone in circles yeah um the the heuristic we say is if you know someone in real life and i don't necessarily mean in person um because i think that real life can be uh online as well but if you if you know someone um my personal heuristic has been like, if I would accept a lunch meet with you, I will trust you, um, okay. which is actually very wide <laughs> um, criteria. But I think probably everyone has their own. Um, Martin Kopelman, um, funder, uh, initiator of the Circles Project, um, still uh, uh, really active with it, um, likes to say it's, would you pay someone's universal basic income? Um, so because you're um, accepting the tokens of the people you trust at a one-to-one -one ratio, you could frame it as, you know, you're, you're sort of paying them or floating their, their tokens fungibility um, with your own. So what is one it, sort like, of human language way. Does, if they, if I, so if I trust someone, am I making assumptions about their, uh, like that, the trust that they're willing to extend to other people or perhaps like their um you know ability to to discern who is trustworthy as well um let's see uh it's if someone if you trust someone who has no other trust connections um tokens are um spent transitively and it's a pretty important concept for the circles uh, system. So um, say I trust Alice and Alice trusts Bob, but I've never met Bob. Um, Bob doesn't trust me. I don't trust him. Um, but Bob wants to buy my sofa. Uh, Bob can send his coins to Alice and Alice can send her coins to me. So we can pass them through the trust network. Uh, and what, so if we did that, Bob would effectively pay me for the sofa, um, but he'd do it through Alice. And that would mean that every person in the path of that transaction only ends up with tokens that they trust. Um, so from that, if I trust someone and nobody trusts them uh, and I accept their tokens, I might have a hard time spending them because I can't pass them on from any future um, trespass. So um, you do sort of want to think about, you want I think strategically I would aim to trust people who you foresee being active, both in building a trust graph and in using circles. Um, but especially in the early days, you know, it's very difficult to, to predict that. I've been, I've been trusting people just who I want to see join. Um, and I hope we'll be excited about it. Um, yeah, but, the, but, but it does, you can't like get hurt necessarily. Um, like, like if someone has trusted, someone else has trusted a fake account that you trust, you're not gonna end up with those fake coins. Right, it, it could be that if, if this person maybe is bad at discerning who they should or should not trust, then their own tokens will become somewhat less trusted because they're ending up with money that's not, with other people's money that's not worthwhile or worth or, or, or valuable. But generally it's not a huge risk, it sounds like. It's it's like a one hop risk really, so. A one hop risk. Yeah. Another- the two an hops out is less less concerning. Yeah, there was, there was some debate I saw, you know, that, so Dan Finley from MetaMask was arguing for a very high bar, um, Neuron from the Panvala project was saying, maybe in the future, you should be really careful. But, and I, I think I like this argument, just, it's just getting off the ground. Circles, we had, nobody has any idea what circles are worth right now. Why not just like, I'd rather just see the network flourish and just trust whoever. And, and you can prune that back if circles become really valuable and you wanna be more careful about it in the future. But let's bootstrap it for the time being. Yeah, that's a, it's kind of an interesting debate. And I really like Miron's point too, um, because it kind of takes into account the monetary system of circles, which is minting coins to every, every, every token mints itself as a function of time. 
and the rate at which it's minted actually inflates annually. So the amount that you can have stolen from you is like less now than it ever will be. Um, and it's really quite low if you take a long-term view of the circle's monetary system. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Great. Jay? I guess, you know, jumping off on that point, um, what econ economic model do you consider the circle's UBI to fall under um, are there any sort of parallels that um, people kind of can draw from? Mm -hmm. um, the closest project to circles, the closest, um, so I'm not an expert on, on monetary systems or monetary theory, first off, disclaimer. Um, the closest parallel system that's functional is called Duniter. It's based in France. Um, it's also a blockchain project. Um, and it has uh, very, very similar parameters. So it's issued to every account that's sort of within a strong set. Um, it also uses a web of trust for identifying accounts. Um, and it is also inflating every year. Um, another example that I think is maybe related is um, it's called the, the Miracle of Warble. Um, colloquially, uh, so it's a project or an alternative currency that uh, existed in, I think, Germany or Austria um, during the Great Depression, um, and it was uh, a demurrage currency, so a currency that was issued today had its value halved, say, next week. Um, and it's interesting, an interesting sort of historical moment, because the town that implemented this town currency experienced fewer um, economic hardships during the um, depression. So those are so th those are two like fairly similar ones, but they're both a bit um, small. I can't think of an example at a state level that has, has happened. I would say circles borrows from um, more from the world of mon modern monetary theory um, than sort of um, commodity money uh, or um, uh, 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 you know uh, money monetary systems which are tied to a specific resource um, yeah I mean in um, in the case of modern monetary theory I mean not assuming that you're an expert on economic models um, do you feel this this nicely uh, fits in with that? Because I, I feel that a lot of different um, people have different perspectives on what that would look like. Um, personally, I don't know that current Keynesian thinking really um, bodes well for MMT just because there isn't an incentive to drive up uh, wages. Mm -hmm. Um, I, 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 I think that you are more experienced in the world of monetary theory than me, based on the question. Um, the reason I pulled in the reference of modern monetary theory is my understanding that, um, it doesn't hold that money, um, and the quantity of money being printed or issued has to be tied, um, to some art of, are outside limited resource. Um, in circles, actually, you could argue that it is. It's tied to identities um, and it's tied to human time, um, but it's not tied to GDP or, um, you know, gold um, or a resource that way. Um, yeah, does that, does that add the clarification? In terms of what circles will do to wages, to speak to that, um, I have no idea. Um, in the world of, I, I see circles as an experiment. It's um, a monetary system that is, as far as I know, quite unique. Um, and it deserves to get tried. We deserve as a civilization to collect some data about, about this. Um, so I think of like the history of universal basic income pilots there. Um, 
And, and in the universal basic income community, there's a ton of dispute about what will happen to wages. Um, I think actually there's a good chance that um, they might go down. Um, if you can imagine maybe um, if everyone is receiving uh, 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 a basic income, they might not be motivated to take jobs. Um, uh, but also um, in order to provide benefit, jobs might not need to pay as much per hour. Um, so I, I think it's, um, it's not, it's not clear to me. I will be very curious. I, and I think that um, it's not circles rolling out to enough people where we can really answer a question like that is also, um, you know, speculative. That's fair. I mean, I, I think, you know, a, a bunch of things that maybe fall into what could be MMT net is good. Um, and yeah, decoupling, I mean, I think, Part of the problem is GDP is so tied with with um, people's earn earnings and their ability to churn, um, and thus wage stagnation is just natural. It sounds like this more decouples from wage in a way that it's um, more based on um, individual participation and ultimate growth of these network graphs. Um, also then tie to overall, I guess, the parallel being GDP in this case. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it, it, it's tied to um, Im embeddedness within communities. I think um, just, you know, maybe this is not a, 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 a maybe a normal monetary conversation reference, but sometimes I also explain circles as being an attempt to scale up a pre-modern gift economy actually. Um, so, you know, I, I receive by virtue of my embeddedness in a community, my, the, that people know me as an individual. Um, but we now live in such large communities where it's, you can't manage that in a, one human brain. Um, so in, in some ways, I feel like that, that might be the most analogous uh, historical example. I think um, maybe one way of putting it is just to me it feels like it's um it's monetizing trust and the the ties between people and so there's a night a nice story to tell is that it incentivizes people to trust each or to identify people they can trust more and and, and develop relationships that um that they that they can put stock in and to value the the currency that tries to tie them together. Yes, no? Yeah, definitely. Um, and, you know, we talk a lot about uh, in Circles team, like types of labor that aren't well seen um, in our current uh, uh, economic system. And I think definitely like the work of maintaining social ties is one of them. Um, it's so, it's so important, this work of caring for others, but it's um, only in some cases monetizable and sometimes invisible. Mm -hmm. um, so, so that's something that we're curious about. I think it also maybe bears saying when we talk about circles and, and the sort of broader economy it might exist within like a state that um, I don't know if I see circles likely to be the only monetary system in any place. Um, I think that it, it maybe will serve best. This is a pet theory because of course in practice none of this has happened, but um, I think I see it working best as sort of an, an alternative or a, a coexisting with um, the, the fiat currencies we're all more familiar with and the other cryptocurrencies. Mm -hmm. A complementary. So I, diversity I don't of monetary systems. Yes. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. It's, it seems like a more resilient uh, approach than than a um, a monoculture of currencies. Uh, why don't you tell us about the launch a little bit and um, how it's gone so far? I think it's maybe been two weeks since I started hearing about it on Twitter. Yeah, coming up just over two weeks. Um, well, it was crazy. Um, within and I want an, ap an apologies to anyone hearing this who was unable to use circles for some period of time. Um, 
uh, within like six or seven hours, um, it was our, our servers were totally down. Um, and we had, um, we had launched on like a geothermally powered server in Iceland, um, which has like no tools for scaling whatsoever. Um, so we, you know, we're really had to, we, we had to set up a new and bigger server like manually from top to bottom. Um, and I think we like, we managed to do that as fast as we can, but we're actually still working on like a, the proper transition that we envision to an environment that can scale as it needs to with demand. Um, so we're still dealing with um, outages from time to time. Um, it was, it was, um, what do I keep saying to people? I keep saying, I'm sure I'll be really happy about the launch once I've stopped being stressed out by it. Um, so what does that look like in terms of like user activity and. Yeah, I pulled it up just, um, just as we got on before we started recording and, um, we have just over, uh, 62,500 deployed, uh, accounts. Wow. Um, so, and presumably many more uh, who are still waiting to successfully deploy. Um, for those who might have signed up for Circles, uh, you, th through our interface, you need three trust connections before you can enter the system. Um, if you are inclined to interact with the smart contracts directly, you can, of course, sign up immediately. Um, so there's, there's probably some pool of people still waiting um, to be verified through the UI. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's the current uh, state of it. Um, probably about 10,000 of those were even in the first 48 hours. Um, luckily growth has tapered off and we all now sleep through the night. That's nice. Yeah, it, it feels to me like, I think I was so excited about it because it felt really refreshing. I mean, I, I, my sense is that there was some, some of the momentum was like people recognizing another kind of like almost like a yield farming uh, opportunity and the sense of that if you get in earlier, you'll start printing your own tokens a bit earlier. This doesn't really make that much of a difference though, does it? Like, like what, when I join and I start trusting people and trusting other people, how many, how many tokens am I getting and, and how is the minting uh, function? Um, yeah, so everyone right now is getting eight per day, um, about 240 per month. Um, and so at, at eight per day, um, the advantage of getting it early is um, very small, but um, the community of people from crypto Twitter, for example, are uh, um, familiar with very different uh, get in early mechanics. And I think that spurred part of it. It's like waiting a couple of days for the servers to come back up is really not, you know, uh, a barrier. And even still, um, I think there's another misunderstanding has been that Circles is a speculative asset because I really suspect it never will be because it's tied to individual identities. So um, there's no point in me purchasing Circles without knowing whose Circles I'm purchasing. Um, but I think that so, led to a lot of misunderstanding. So it's both speculative and um, inflation happens sort of accelerates later kind of thing uh yeah inflation is happening at um seven percent per year and it's compounding so, um, so you said eight per day does that does that change or is that consistent forever it'll change next year um it'll be uh uh eight times 1.07 okay yeah and and then the next year that will compound again um so 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 yeah it's um it's really a system where the circles you get now will be dwarfed by the circles you are getting at a later date um and the 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 the, the, the that that mechanism has the property that um i kind of talked about when i said it disincentivizes hoarding um and it it does something like redistributing wealth um, in a way, so you can imagine, you know, to use totally fake numbers, um, if you sign up today, John, and the um, circles are issued at five, per, five a day, um, 
So, you know, the day goes by, you have five circles and say there's a hundred percent inflation every day, um, just to make it really obvious. Um, so I sign up, uh, the next day. So you have five and I have zero. Um, but another day goes by, um, and it inflates. So you get 10, um, you have 15 and I have 10. And then, you know, as this continues at first, um, though the difference between our accounts will stay at five, the relative difference between how much you have and how much I have is going to go down over time the longer we stay in the system. Um, so that's the, the, um, the, the, the universal basic income, the most universal basic income like property of circles. And it's really, it's, it's the opposite of, of, of get in early, it pays off. Um, yeah, fun fact, circles has been, a uh, fake circles token has been listed on Uniswap. Um, we're selling at $80, okay. um, hopefully not to too many people. Um, so that's the extent of the like, like fervor that doesn't really understand circles. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what the volume is on that. Um, oh, we posted, we posted like, please don't buy it. Um, I hope people saw. Yeah. So, so this is all running on, um, on XDAI. Uh, it'd be really, it'd be great to hear about like how you chose X, what, what XDAI is for people and, and also why you chose that chain or, or layer two to, for your project. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, um, yeah, XDAI is a, uh, Ethereum side chain, um, that uses, uh, die x die as its native token um it also has this really nice property it's poia mind a proof of authority mind and um the people who are doing the mining have agreed to keep the gas prices at one way um who knows this is of course a human agreement it might fall apart um but for now they are and um, we it was really important for circles to be accessible to non-crypto native users um, and for us, one of the requirements was there, uh, for that was that we relay transactions. So we are paying people's transaction fees. Um, and it would be nice to launch on mainnet Ethereum, but given what's happened with gas fees, especially over the last year, um, we don't think it's financially sustainable for our team. It's the biggest reason, um, we're on XDAI. Of the various, um, side chains and, and layer two solutions, the infrastructure for XDAI seemed pretty um stable you know public nodes um the graph is compatible with it um a bunch of you know uh blocking there's a block explore all of the things were sort of in place to use it whereas some of the um other side chains that we considered were uh, a lot earlier and we weren't as sure about how the support would be and this being so, go ahead jay I'll just record the over talk at that point. Sorry. Um, so you mentioned uh, UX being a little bit easier for, I guess, non-crypto enthusiasts. Um, I like when people consider that design in mind. So I imagine um, it's less dependent on, say, uh, a wallet first, and then it's sort of a kind of a wallet out. I'm not sure if I understand the um, in terms of um, in terms of the UX of it. Is it you need to make sure that you have a, a a MetaMask installed first, or is it something that it's inherent in the the UX, and then when you're looking when you're ready to leave the system, then it provides a way to do that. Um, I, exa I think exa exactly, I think as you're describing, um, there's no MetaMask, there's no wallet. Um, it uses what is, uh, this is kind of one of the interesting things about the, the UX choices that Circles made is that actually people who are deeply uh, integrated into crypto communities often don't like it because to them it feels really insecure and unsafe. Um, so yeah, it uses a fairly disposable um, burner key. Um, and that key is an owner of a Gnosis safe. Um, so if someone, as someone might become more crypto native, they can add a key created otherwise to be an owner of their safe. 
Um, I think I actually might be already compatible, but the safe UI is compatible with circles. Um, so that, that is alternate, an alternate way to interact, but our app, you know, you don't, it doesn't even tell you you're using a blockchain. Honestly, you don't see an address anywhere, um, except in your profile link and, um, yeah, all of these things are very pushed, pushed away. I think for most users, that's the better way to go, to be honest, um, for a lot of, for, especially for a lot of users. Um, uh, yeah, a lot of video games use that. And I think it, it makes it easier for people. So I guess if it's more, um, if there's sort of less uh, uh, UX barriers for people, then how does it avoid the, um, how does a user avoid the social dilemma of the uh, so-called MySpace top eight? Um, I have all the people I trust, but people still want to connect. Uh, the people I connect do not think I trust them enough. I may not have enough of their tokens yet and going from there. Yeah, um, well, this has been a hotly debated subject in the team actually, like what we visualize and how, um, because it is all public and this isn't exposed in the UI right now, but trust is weighted. Um, so, you know, um, if you don't trust someone back, is it visualized? Um, is it, you know, will someone make a viewer someday where we can all see everybody's follower counts, uh, on circles? I don't really know, but we've taken the strategy of not making it super visible. Um, you can see who trusts you and, and who trusts you back. The weights are, um, well, an upcoming feature. Um, but uh, yeah, so, so right now when you log in, you do see a, a list of people who are in your immediate trust circle, but it's not um, the people whose tokens you hold most or the people you trust the most. It's just the people who you've interacted with most recently. Um, yeah, but but whether the I, I think it'd be impossible for those those tough questions to not come into play at some point. Um, they we're they're, we're already so familiar with them um, with uh, social media, so. So just so I understand, is that is this like almost like the the negative side of being popular that we're talking about where. I just, I feel pressure to, uh, to accept everybody's request to trust them and, and the uh, sort of, yeah, not, not feeling comfortable turning them down. Uh, I think that's part of it. Um, and I think um, there's, this is like a known sort of issue with web of trust um, primitives and that. Uh, the, the PGP protocol, if you're like fully following the key signing protocol, I think you're supposed to collect all the proofs and then go home and do the trusting so that no one, you're not like confronting anyone when you're refusing to trust them. You can just like ghost basically. Um, so with circles, um, maybe these things will, will have to come up at some point. Um, they're not unfamiliar questions though. Like, you know, I, I got followed by someone I worked with in high school, but I didn't follow them back. I, I, I'm, I'm familiar with navigating that guilt as I'm, I'm sure most are. So yeah. in a way it sort of disincentivizes um, trying to get so many friends, uh, whereas traditional social media does the opposite for you know reasons we are, we are all well too familiar with. Yeah, I would say that definitely trust in circles is a riskier operation than what we're familiar with from uh, what we've been trained in, really, from social media use. That's interesting, because I, I almost see that as um, a, uh, a downward pressure on overall potential supply, um, which is a good thing. So it kind of limits oversupply because it, it it dilutes your, uh, it, it, it dilutes your tokens, essentially. You could definitely end up with a system where you have tokens that aren't spendable. 
um, because mm, the amount of people who trust you um, is fewer than the supply of tokens that you have. Um, so yeah, exactly um, possible. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's also one of the things that I would really like to see the weighted trust um, get surfaced in the UI, because especially in these early days of circles, there's a, it'd be really nice to be able to help people join by giving them a lower weight. I'm, I'm um, not sure we've talked about weighted trust yet. Maybe we have, and I missed it, but I think- We didn't, you and I uh, DM'd each other about it. Okay. Um, but it's, uh, so with transitive transactions, you can imagine that they're the people all in the middle of the transitive chain um, aren't aware that they're going on. Um, so you could wake up one night and find that one has happened. Um, so trust limits are a way to um, limit the amount of your coins that can be spent transitively. And um, as I said on, on Twitter, you know, a direct on, on DM, the a direct a direct transfer like we're familiar with in the ERC twenty world is always possible, but these transitive ones are are limited. Um, and so if I trust you, right now the default is fifty percent. It means um, I'm willing to exchange 50% of my coins at a one-to-one -one rate with yours. Um, but you could imagine if I wanted to help you get onboarded, but I wasn't sure I trusted you, I could set that at 10. And then the likelihood of the amount of your coins I might wake up with tomorrow is going to be a lot less. Um, but, you know, if we were very close, I might also set it to 100, um, which, you know, so, so that's saying if I have if I have a hundred John tokens, and um, somebody wants to buy a couch from somebody who trusts me, uh, a friend of yours, like like I, it, it could be that uh, if I trust you one hundred percent, then I might end up with a hundred Sarah tokens in this transaction, um, and but then my hundred John tokens have been forwarded on to the then the seller of this couch. Is that correct? Yep, exactly. But currently you're saying, did you say that that the trust, because in the in the UI, it's a binary, right? I trust you or I do not trust you and you, you don't really get to set the weighting. It's currently the UI is setting it to 50%. Is that correct? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I see. Um, right now, there are a number of features that the contracts enable that are not rolled out in the UI um, for reasons of limiting scope so that you actually launch someday. Um, but I think those things, that those will, the plan is to roll those things out over time. I, I think it makes so much sense. Like, if even if just having to, I think people are already struggling to navigate the who do I trust? Uh, what are the implications of trust have adding the friction of, and how much do I, you know, what score do I give this person? I think would uh, really have hampered um, the uptake. Uh, but it'd be awesome to hear about what some of those, like what some of the things that are in the contracts that aren't currently in the, in the UI itself are as well as maybe some things that could have been in the contracts. Um, but would have been interesting functionality for a, a UBI system it's, itself. Yeah. Oh, well, we, uh, we have uh, uh, maybe our most hotly debated feature that did not get in there um, was limiting the amount of trust you can give to like really make trust scarce. So like you can only trust a maximum of like 100 people. Uh, Dune it or a project that's very, very similar to Circles. If you're a fan of Circles, you should um, also investigate Dune it or. Dunitter? Um, Dunitter, yeah. D U N I T E R. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it's um, they limit trust to 100 people. We eventually did not do it, but I had a really crazy moment like three days before we were supposed to launch the contacts, which is like, maybe I should just add it, but turn it off. But if someone wants to like fork circles someday, the code will already be there. And, and I was like, no, stop changing the contracts. You're supposed to ship them. Um, so yeah, that's, that didn't make it in, um, features that are upcoming though, are, um, adding and managing owners of your Gnosis safe. Um, 
which I think is a, a really important one. It's a, a better pattern for using circles on two devices than entering your mnemonic on the second device, which is the only way to do it now. Um, we People are definitely gonna want circles on mobile as a point of payment. Um, so that, um, and then also you can imagine adding like your more secure wallet as well. Um, we have a feature for organizations to sign up or businesses to sign up, um, which is to enter an account into the trust graph that doesn't receive a token. Because you know um, your local coffee shop doesn't need a universal basic income. Um, like actually like in a more correct world of the trust graph, you shouldn't trust people that aren't people. Um, so and the people at account. the coffee shop should just be getting the UBI through circles themselves, not this conglomeration of people. Yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. Um, and then, you know, especially for a business managing the, the, the people who have keys for it, again, you know, those two are tied. Um, and then I guess the final thing, oh, two other things that aren't enabled, just to list them all, <laughs> all the things we didn't do. Um, weighted trust, which um, like you said, I, I agree, it would be confusing for the average user of circles, but I think, you know, somewhere in the like advanced settings, it should, I, I think it would be really good to have. Um, and uh, also I think an ability to override the transitive and, and send directly in a one-time payment case. Um, so that would be like, I see something on a circles version of Craigslist that I wanna buy, but there's actually no trust path between me and this person, but they look at my account, they meet me, they talk to me, they Google me and they find me on some other website. And they're like, I'm pretty sure you're real. And I can see, I can, I can see that you're uh, uh, embedded in a trust graph that is not too far away from mine. Um, I'll accept your coins this one time. So I think that that would also be a really nice feature to roll out. Nice. Um, okay, uh, Jay, do you have any any questions right now? Um, no, I, th I think pretty much covered all the things. It's um, it seems like a really interesting project. I um, I saw it a little bit on crypto Twitter. I. Uh, uh, hadn't had a chance to really take a look into it, but I'm certainly going to now. So uh, very, very interesting. Yeah, thanks. I'm happy to, uh, you know, ramble about it to y'all. Um, and I think it's, um, you know, one of the things that we've talked about for circles, let's see if it happens because it has a longer timeline is to sort of publish what happens, um, you know, um, how, how this project goes, what we hear from our users, how we see it used um, in different places um, after, you know, it's been out for a while. Um, so I think that uh, maybe viewers, view, listeners of this podcast um, can maybe check in with us in, in a year or so also to have some of the answers to the uh, questions that I, I just can't answer yet um, with anything but speculation. Yeah, that'd be great. I'll put it on the calendar. Um, oh, man. Oh, man. Hold me to it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll just, you know, just to wrap, I'll, I'll, I just want to say, like, it was uh, one of the first projects that I felt I could tell my normal friends about that was, like, relevant to them and, and that they could fairly easily understand and uh, wasn't uh, totally esoteric and didn't have like seven layers of uh, dependencies that I would have to explain to them before they could see the utility of it. Um, so I'm very, I'm very excited about it and, and bullish about it. I, I feel like I shouldn't even be saying bullish. This is not the context, but, <laughs> but um, if, if not circles, perhaps somebody else, like some, something will, will take the lessons from circles and uh, make something really special happen. So that's always been my hope and if that person is listening the first thing i would say is get a server that's like six times bigger than you think you need <laughs> yeah. um but yeah i i agree like you know circles may not live but maybe the things that um are contained within it can be used someday by another project um though i i of course hope that our project uh does live and um is adopted by both crypto um 
familiar people and people who have no idea what crypto is. That would be a real circle of success for me. For sure. Okay, Sarah, uh, just wrap up. Where can people uh, find out more about circles and, uh, and follow you if they'd like to? Um, yeah, so the project is um, Circles UBI, uh, and that's the Twitter handle as well, uh, Circles UBI or Circles UBI. Um, and then the, the website right now is joincircles.net, which has a bit of a, a quick overview of the project. Um, and I am Sarah Friend, and that is Is This an Art on Twitter. Excellent. Okay, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you both for chatting and have a good um, rest of your day.